0: the fantastic Lady Day podcast. I am your host, Carrie Collins, and a very, very Merry Christmas. I know I've missed a couple of weeks. Um, We are coming off of that post-Christmas high, and I don't know about you guys, but man, I start to feel some kind of way those couple of days leading up to Christmas. I, I tend, I don't say I get depressed, but I definitely get the blues when Christmas is over. I mean, I feel like it's such a long month of a buildup and then all of a sudden it's over and I just get kind of sad about it. Um, I think because, you know, specifically since I've had kids, um, Christmas has really changed for me and become something different and com- become something so exciting and fun and to kind of watch them experience this, it's just, like, that's the biggest gift for me, I think, this season, and I know that, sounds, that probably sounds really cliche and really, like, wow, Carrie, but um, here we are in life. I'm definitely saying things that uh, I never thought that I would say before, and um, I actually had a conversation uh, with a very good friend of mine, um, <coughs> and... Um I always feel it and it's my issue. I always feel kind of bad talking to like my single friends or friends who have chosen not to have children. Uh or having kids is just not something, you know, that they want, which I completely and 100% support. Because I was that person and I think because of my upbringing and because of a lot of things going on in the world, I remember always saying I do not want to have any children. Why would I want to mess up another human being? Why would I want to bring a child into a world that is so toxic and so damaging and so traumatizing? But I think, and bear with me on this, um, I think as as I've learned and become more... I don't know, maybe call it wisdom, call it experience, call it whatever, but as I've gone through my walk through my own personal faith, um, I feel like I'm understanding a lot more of, of why, for me, it was important for me to have kids, even though I still struggle, even though I still fight with the stuff that traumatized me in my childhood. And, worrying that I'm going to screw up my kids, and just being a parent is hard, (laughs) right? Being a parent is, for me, the hardest thing I have ever endured, walked through, learned to do, transitioned into, um, it, it, I mean, it is life-altering, having children who you were pre-children is not who you are post-children and that is you know and, and it and still you change because having small children and then you transition into adult children's like you shift as as your parental role I'm learning and it's just this transformative journey that you take um with with your children and so when I say I 100% understand if this is if if that if that if having children is not for you then do not take it on because it doesn't stop at 18 like you know we all tend to joke about and everything like this is a lifelong journey that you take with these human beings and and it is not it is not easy and you will hundred percent change. You will sacrifice what you have to sacrifice. Your life for a period of time is very much not your own, and um, and especially I, I don't I don't ever want to say, you know, when you're ready because you're not ready. You're not ready for the scope of what becoming a loving, supportive, respectful guiding parent you're not you're like people can tell you their experience but until you start walking that walk like you have no idea (laughs) um but yeah I just I just kind of had a moment where you know I realized how much I've changed and how much of a transformation I have personally been in in my life and I don't know why I was so against having kids and then there was this time in my life where just things just clicked together. And, and that changed for me in where I started to be able to see myself in a parental role, not really fully understanding. I don't think you can really fully understand when you're thinking about having kids, like what all of that truly means and how that looks and what that, I mean, you have this ideal, I think I had this idealized image of what, me becoming a parent would look like. (laughs) That's so different. I feel like if I could have a theme or or a phrase for my whole life is nothing is as you thought. Like nothing in my whole entire life has turned out the way that I wanted it to or thought it to. And I'm not saying this as like a bad thing because there are just so many blessings that have come into my life and help me through whatever to get me to this point. And so I'm very thankful for a lot of things that have happened that didn't, weren't planned on happening or how I thought they would work out. Um, so I think, you know, as I'm rolling into this new year, um, I'm starting to I definitely feel like this season has put a big shift in me. I feel like there has been something that has been planted inside of me that is ready to harvest or is getting close to being ready to harvest. And I'm excited for that because I feel like with this harvest, and sorry if it still sounds cliche, but I feel like with this harvest, it feels like such a just a release and surrender of just old shit that like doesn't serve me anymore, and just trusting, you know, me being a Christian personally, me trusting my my and having my faith strengthened with with God and all that, and and I I'm hopeful that this that that that, I, that what I'm feeling that what I I don't know what's going on right now. I'm hoping that that will come, that that will happen in the way that happens. But again, like I said, nothing happens the way that I think or want it to happen. So, um, I think it's, it's taking those little baby steps. Um, you know, I, I've, I've always been a person who has put so much into seeing of signs and, and holding on to like these little Trinkets that I think are genuine, and um, again, I still end up in a place where I I think I I misinterpret what is actually happening. I'm missing something in the grand scheme of the thing, and and I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've I've always felt like I was put on this earth not to not to be sad and be miserable and to work through whatever I needed to work through. And I just wanted to get to kind of this point um, and talk about breaking generational trauma because it is not for the faint of heart. And I hope that that's what I'm doing. I hope that's what my, my life has been aiming towards because the idea of my children experiencing what I experienced, what my mom experienced, what my grandparents had to go through. um, That just, I can't go too far into that because that starts to break my soul apart and I can't help but just burst into tears thinking of my children and my grandchildren feeling that. And so I would like to think that what I am taking on in my lifetime is breaking those generational traumas of abuse, of neglect, of, um, of narcissism, you know, all the different aspects of what goes into somebody's trauma and abuse. And, and I'm hoping, um, if you're finding yourself kind of in that same place, um, no, first of all, you're not alone. And, Second of all, taking things day at a time. And I have found as I've gotten older that things start, like the onion starts peeling layer by layer and you're starting to, I feel like at this point, my onion is getting kind of to a point where all the layers are now sort of connecting to each other. Like you had to peel this layer to get to this layer. But this layer affected this, you know, and it's just such a complex thing when you're sifting through tr- trauma. But not only you're sifting through your trauma, you're having to sift through the trauma of your parents and your grandparents and whomever. Um, not so that you can take away trauma, but and and not that you can excuse people's behavior in the past, but that. So you can have an un- just a general understanding of how things how you got here is because of these situations and these people's trauma <clears throat> so gen- taking on generational trauma is not is not an easy thing um, and and so for those of you who are experiencing that and walking through that um, I commend you for. One, having the clarity and taking the initiative to recognize, uh, recognize that, that that has, has to stop. Um, also recognizing that, you know, you know that, that you, come, you, see, you truly value human life, you value your children, you value the generations, you value your, you know, legacy in a way. Um, by stopping this. And, and I encourage those of you who are working through your generational trauma that you don't stop. Um, we were put on this earth to make that shift. We contracted with our maker that, that we were going to embrace whatever it is that, that, We needed to embrace and work through whatever we needed to work through, however hard it is, however traumatizing, re-traumatizing it is. We are taking that on so that we can stop and we can be the people that we were created to be and designed to be and fulfill the purpose and the good in the world. And not to really just, you know, get on on a rant and a tangent, but I just wanted to kind of say that um, because I feel like with holidays and everything that comes up, childhood trauma and all the family stuff and all the generational stuff really comes up and if you're one of those people that have that live in a toxic family still um who are kind of stuck in that still in that cycle of abuse you know this is a hard time for for people to to be to be working through that stuff plus just being completely bombarded so I also wanted to take a moment to recognize anybody who who is still in those cycles of abuse. Um, Because I know the holidays, I mean, the holidays are great. And I love, I've now come to love Christmas and and all the things with my family. But it hasn't always been that way. I haven't always enjoyed the holiday season. The holiday season meant uh, funeral uh, funerals, a request for uh, funeral suits, and talking about death and being depressed, and parents yell, yelling at each other, and so it hasn't always been the greatest thing. Um, so I, I do understand that aspect. Um, so um, holidays isn't always happy. Um, another thing that's kind of come up for me that I that I wanted to. Um, talk about is grief. And I think grief during the holidays is a big, is a big thing to deal with as well. Um, and, uh, my grief comes from, you know, I, I lost four precious babies and um, I think, you know, when, when the day that comes that I take my last breath and I stand before God, I think that's probably going to be one of my first questions because it, as I sit here today, I don't know if there is, you know, everything happens for a reason. I always hear this, but I don't, I don't know if my brain can truly at this point in my life wrap itself around the idea that there was a reason why my children don't exist here on earth and I think that's just my one of my first questions I want to ask to God I want to be you know my hope is that I get to to actually be reunited with all of my children and um and just not knowing why I didn't get to spend my time with them on earth Um, and so that's kind of where my, my grief is. And I've, I've had a hard time, um, articulating, you know, like I, I don't have a hard time articulating like how it felt going through the losses and all the things. But I think there's just this one piece that I finally figured out. I, I watched this video and this lady just articulated it so beautifully. And um, this woman that I was watching in the video, she uh, ended up having a stillborn child which for those of you who have experienced that and you're, and you're walking on the earth, like that is a level of human being that um, that is a level of human being that I aspire to um, because I don't know how I could do that and I think God definitely spared me <laughs> on that sort of pain um but um anyway there's always kind of this (sighs) negative stigma and and people don't understand why you know we moms of loss still celebrate you know the potential birthdays or have like specific like memorial days and still memorialize like our our miscarriage children and and those things like that and, and I pose it to you because um, she put it so beautifully. Um, when I was pregnant with my son, it was the most terrifying time. At any moment, I thought that I was going to lose him. I wasn't secure until that baby was out and in my arms and breathing and crying and doing all the baby things. So every moment of that pregnancy was laced with this just impending anxiety and panic and tomorrow is not guaranteed. Um luckily, you know, I was had a had a beautiful pregnancy and labor and delivery and I got I have a beautiful beautiful rainbow baby. Um and he, and I and and this is the this is the part that it finally like yes, this is how I felt. What is even though, you know, people's like, "Oh, but you had your baby, you know, you should be it should heal all the pain." And it does. It does heal the trauma and, and the emotional part of the losing. But there's still four little holes, four little beings in my heart that I don't get to know here. And she articulated it so beautifully. And you're, you're, you're here with your rainbow baby, the baby, the baby that you wanted at the beginning of this horrible, horrible situation. And to see the potential. And to see what you could have gone through and experienced with those other babies. That's the devastating part. Is because you could have had this with those beautiful beings that were too soon for this world. That's the hip, that's the part that I couldn't articulate. And that's why I remember them. But sorry to get on a heavy, but um, just some things that are just kind of left on my heart to talk about because, like I said, not everybody's holiday season is this beautiful, wonderful, exciting experience. Um, there's always tra- tra- I feel like trauma really likes to show up. <laughs> Chama really likes to show up around the holiday season because it is about family, because it is about being, it's reflecting on, on your life and the things that you went through. <coughs> and, um, and I know it's just like, you know, people, it, you, people just have a hard time dealing with all of this stuff. And, um, I am just really thankful this year. I feel like this year is probably one of my best Christmases because, you know, one thing, my mom's here. I've never I haven't had my mom for Christmas since 2017. Um, you know, I I love both of my parents very dearly. I love my sister very dearly and um, you know, I'm seeing a shift in my family and I'm hoping that, you know, this second chance, so to speak, for my family is, you know, finally, we're all in a place of healing and we can actually be the somewhat sort of functioning family that we should have been, you know, and so I'm really hopeful that we can, as a family, you know, help each other out and help each other grow and help each other become better people. That's what my, my hope is for, you know, going into 2024. It is just, I don't know, like I said, I have this big shift in me, and I feel like whatever was planted is harvesting. And I think it's, I'm hoping that I will get the words and the actions to start taking those steps to actually doing this big transformation and this big shift that I feel is happening in me. Um, so anyway, <laughs> with all that being said, I hope you guys had a wonderful wonderful um holiday season Christmas whatever you celebrate um yeah so as far as like the day like I I don't know like my two things that I like to do for the holidays is we go to in the fall we go to this farm and for Christmas we do the drive-through lights um which I can put in a a little video here of our experience and luckily this year my mom has a sunroof so my kids were sticking out of the sunroof. So here's the video of that. It's adorable. But um but yeah, I I've I've really enjoyed creating as our as we've created our family like creating traditions that I take from my childhood as well as um creating new things and living Christmas through my children. I think that's really helped heal a lot of my trauma as a child and um, but the big thing that's changed this year is having my mom and having that family support and my kids just absolutely love my my mom and she's just been a blessing and so I've just been really thankful that she's here with us and a part of our family unit not just a part of our family but a part of our family unit and it's been great. Um, I I probably should have said that at the beginning, but if you're hearing wind, it is like, I don't even know what, it is blizzarding outside. The wind is gusting at a high of 40 miles an hour. (laughs) So if you, if you hear stuff, that is what that is. (laughs) My house is imploding and blowing down. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to do a quick little video, um, thank you all as we're, you know, nearing the end of this year. I just thank you all for being with me, listening to this, watching this podcast. Um, I hope to continue. I, th- I I really enjoy this. Like I said, you keep seeing different backgrounds. I don't have a room in my house where I can film, so it'll just be changing up here and there. Um, but anyway, um, again, I appreciate you. I love you all. I hope you have a wonderful holiday and a wonderful, fabulous new year. And don't forget, we are on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, as well as here on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe and hit the bell to get notified when I upload new videos. And I will see you all in the next one. Just remember, have a fantastic lady day. Bye.